Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome to this uh, podcast. My name is Ademola Ulubrodi. I'm a professor of law at the University of Venda, and I'm, a, I'm also a co-chair of the CIMAC organization. CIMAC stands for Climate Mobility Africa Research Network. This is a multidisciplinary bilingual network of researchers and policymakers working on displacement and migration in the context of disasters and climate change in Africa. It was an organization established in 2021 by researchers from across Africa and beyond with the goal of supporting the advancement of evidence-based law and policy. Uh, we have publication series uh, which we call Climate Mobility African Insights. Insights are divided into two. We have the uh, policy briefs, and of course, we also have the, the other part, which is the fact sheet. So today we have some uh, speakers that we want to engage on topical issues in relation to uh, this, uh, in relation to what we do as an organization. We have two speakers, I have two speakers with me. And the first person is, uh, Nico, Nicolas, uh, who is a, a, a coach of CIMA, is a senior lecturer in the Department of Disaster Management and Sustainable Development of Masinde Mubiru University of Science and Technology in Kenya. And of course, he holds a PhD in Disaster Management and Sustainable Development. The second speaker who has joined us today to, uh, for this exercise is a uh, Dr. Adijan Wotoyin, who is also a lecturer at the Faculty of Law, University of Lagos. She's one of the steering committee members of CIMA. And uh, Nicodemus, permit me to go back, is um, also a co-chair of um, CIMAC uh, network. Now I will pose them some questions which to a time to respond to. Nicodemus, explain briefly what evidence law and policy means. Thank you, uh, Professor Demola, and the, the co-chair of Seaman. Uh, uh, Evidence-based uh, law or policy in this context uh, refers to a policy or a law that is uh, formulated, that is uh, well-grounded on uh, objective evidence that, uh, that uh, has been developed and uh, uh, through rigorous, informed by rigorous research. And uh, this uh, very much depends on the quality of the data and the information that goes into that process. In sometimes when you find there is lack of uh, use of uh, quality data and uh, for there's no research that's informing this process, often you find then the policy or the law is founded on uh, perceptions of individuals or anecdotes uh, or imaginations that, that, that's not factual. And therefore, they cannot uh, inform uh, uh, effective uh, practices on the ground to respond to the challenges and even opportunities that emanate from uh, 
uh, in this regard, uh, migration and displacement in the context of climate change and disasters in Africa. So if you find it you cannot uh, move the agenda forward and you find the problems are still persistent. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nicodemus, for that insightful response. Could you also please explain to us how CIMA has been advancing evidence-based law and policy since its establishment? Thank you. As you earlier mentioned, uh, the, the Climate Mobility Africa Research Network, CIMAN, uh, was uh, uh, launched in November in 2022. And uh, this was uh, a follow-up to the, a series of uh, workshops on, that developed a research agenda on advancing law and policy in the context of uh, uh, climate change and, and uh, disasters in Africa. And uh, you can see from that time up to now, we are about one and a half years old. From that time up to now, we have uh, been uh, having uh, our meetings uh, uh, every two months with the members who are now over 150 researchers and policymakers grown from across Africa and sharing um, uh, research that is having uh, link, uh, linkages on uh, how we can better respond to uh, migration and displacement in Africa associated with uh, uh, climate change. And then uh, currently now, we are uh, um, uh, trying to look at some of our policies in Africa at the regional level and uh, also at the continental level, trying to dig and see what are the gaps, what are the opportunities and what are the challenges. And we are making strong recommendations on how these policies can be better be uh, uh, designed to respond to these uh, uh, challenges and uh, also exploit opportunities that come from migration and displacement in the context of disasters. Thank you. And most thank you for that insightful comments in relation to how CMARC has been advancing evidence-based law and policy. I will now turn to Toi for some questions. Tui, uh, could you please explain to us how, I mean, using examples from what you do, how climate, how law and policy can address climate mobility? Over to you, Tui. Thank you very much, Demola. Um, it's a pleasure to be part of this podcast. So there are several ways in which um, climate climate change law and policy can address climate mobility. And by climate mobility, I mean human mobility that occurs in the context of climate change. Um, so, so climate change law and policy can address um, climate mobility in order to you know, protect people, to contribute to their resilience, and also to promote a climate-compatible development. One of the ways um, is that law and policy can achieve this is through mitigation and adaptation strategies, which forms part of a climate policy. Um, so for example, there is already um, what, what, you, what we could call back, background work. Um, I mean, starting from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change in its fifth assessment report, in 2014, um, the IPCC recognizes that migration can be an effective 
can be an effective adaptation strategy for climate change and the environment. And quite recently also, the African Union's um, Climate Change and Resilience Development Strategy and Action Plan, that's the 2022 to 2032 Action Plan, it also recognizes that migration is an adaptation strategy and that adaptation actions must consider several strategies in their, you know, in their um, application. So particularly for, um, for human mobility in the context of climate change, um, adaptation and mitigation strategies is important and it's important for it to anticipate and to plan for climate mobility. Um, this is quite urgent in Africa um, in order for it to strengthen the um, resilience of the people, whether they decide to move or to stay. And this can only be achieved through climate change policies, laws and guidelines, whether at the regional level, the sub-regional level, and at um, national levels as well. Thank you. Uh, thanks so much, Tony, for that uh, explanation in relation to what, uh, our law and policies addressing climate mobility, particularly in Africa. And um, I, I thank you, too, for taking us to that background about the about the trend in relation to uh, law and policy on the subject. We are back to you, Nicodemus. Will you introduce the new climate mobility inside publications in terms of who is it for, what is on offer, what is it all about? Could you please just briefly share that with us? Uh, thank you very much again, uh, Demola. Uh, the, 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 this, uh, what we are referring to as uh, climate mobility insights uh, uh, policy uh, briefs. And uh, uh, the, these are actually a summary, a very brief uh, summary of uh, uh, what the, our researchers in uh, the CIMAN, uh, with about uh, five researchers come up and uh, the, the analyzed uh, uh, the, the deep in-depth analysis of uh, various laws and uh, policies that are touching on the thematic areas. It's a very uh, brief uh, summary of about three, maximum of about 3,000 words. And uh, they are looking at uh, uh, how, uh, what are the gaps in these uh, policies? What are the opportunities and what are the recommendations? And uh, they are meant for Africa uh, policymakers and uh, researchers who are also going to read this uh, uh, document to, so that they can understand how better we can respond to the migration and displacement in the context of climate change and uh, 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 disasters in the continent. And uh, I'm seeing that uh, these, uh, uh, these uh, uh, briefs, uh, when uh, you look at them, they, they are uh, going to be shared on uh, various uh, ways so that they can reach uh, to the policymakers and uh, they can enhance that evidence-based uh, uh, policy development. Because once they identify these gaps, they identify the opportunities and uh, also make recommendations. They will inform better how can we develop and uh, implement 
uh, these uh, policies uh, across the continent in various areas. There are five sets of these policies that uh, we've uh, developed. And one is uh, on uh, uh, free movement agreements and the uh, climate um, mobility in Africa. The other one is the, uh, how uh, we can incorporate, better incorporate uh, climate mobility in the disaster risk reduction laws and policies in the continent to address cross-border uh, disaster displacements. Then there is uh, another one, the third one is on climate mobility under Africa uh, human, uh, human rights law. And then uh, we have another on the link between climate change and pastoralism. Then uh, the last is uh, the role of climate change in excavating sexual, uh, sexual and gender-based violence against women uh, uh, so that uh, it can bring it how uh, these uh, policies can able to address these uh, uh, challenges. So these are uh, the policy briefs and they're going to be shared very soon. We shall launch them through a webinar and uh, they will be available to the public for use. Thank you, uh, Ademola. Uh, thanks, uh, Nicodemus. Those are interesting topics you, you mentioned, really. And uh, Africa really needs this policy briefs. I will agree with you. Now, over to you, Toyi. Could you, could you tell us about your topic, you know, how this recommendation could make a difference? Definitely, Demola. So my policy brief considers the role of climate change in exacerbating sexual and gender-based violence against women and girls in the context of human mobility in, in Africa. Um, for, for women and girls, human mobility that occurs in the context of climate change is also an indirect cause of different forms of sexual, of sexual and gender-based violence. Um, this is because climate changes act as a threat multiplier and its impacts are felt more severely by those that are already on the margins. However, climate change is rarely discussed in relation to violence against women. But there is emerging evidence that the negative impact of climate change increases or worsens all types of gender-based violence, um, including physical, sexual, psychological, and, and economic. Uh, so like I said, there is increased awareness of the impact of climate crisis on women and girls, but this has not sufficiently influenced policies either at the global, regional, or national levels. So this is where mitigation and, adapt and adaptation strategies come in, particularly a mitigation and adapt adaptation strategy that anticipates and plans for climate mobility. And this is particularly important for African, um, for, um, African um, women. So, um, Having done, you know, having done my research, um, I've, I've given the following recommendations in order for this commitment to um, begin. So I've, I've recommended that there should be regional um, policies and guidelines, and that, you know, African states should begin to integrate a sexual and um, 
a sexual and gender-based violence prevention and intervention strategy within their broader framework of climate change mitigation and adaptation um, strategies. I've also recommended that there should be um, a national surveys that properly disaggregates the status of um, women. I've also recommended that there should be you know, data collation. And in fact, um, this has already started, the ACMI has already started the process in Africa. So um, basically in conclusion, what my um, policy brief concludes is that women and girls require support that is tailored to their specific needs to adapt, to build resilience, and mitigate the changes that um, threatens their social and economic well-being. And thank you very much for the opportunity to share my research and a very brief summary of my policy brief. Oh, thanks so much, Tony, for that interesting uh, presentation. Particularly, I consider the recommendations quite interesting and the link you drew uh, between climate mobility and uh, violence against women. I will now go back to Nicodemus to tell us about the next steps, climate mobility insights. Well, what, what are the next point of action? Nicodemus. Uh, thank you, Ademola, once more. Uh, the next steps we have lined up is the launch. We In the next few days, we are going to launch the uh, uh, the the fact sheets and uh, the policy briefs, the five policy briefs, which I mentioned, and uh, they are already being finalized, and then uh, they will be ready to be read. And I would like to really request the uh, the African researchers and the policymakers to uh, interact with these uh, uh, briefs. They are very easy to read. The language is easier to to follow up, and the starting point should be the fact sheets. Because they are giving uh, the, the the language, the concepts and terminologies that are used in uh, uh, migration and displacement in the context of uh, climate change, they have made it very simple in a way that you can understand what are the basic uh, concepts that are there. And then, of course, now then, of course, when they are being applied in the various uh, policy areas, the five policy areas which uh, have uh, been uh, uh, developed. It can be easier. Then, of course, when if uh, Simon gets more resources, I'm foreseeing we want to develop more series of these uh, product products, and we might go out reaching out to our partners to support this process. And uh, uh, we want to also upload the uh, very much the Robert Postier Steve Town uh, Foundation for their general support for the production of these uh, 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 series as an initial set, and uh, we look forward to exploring uh, other opportunities with our partners to develop more of these uh, uh, so that we can uh, have them more. We are likely to have them hosted in our website, which is already up and running, and also in the social media and also through webinars. So we really want uh, 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 our researchers and the continent and all this uh, to read and, and analyze this and uh, better address this uh, migration and displacement in the continent. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Nicodemus. Would you also like to add how others 
might be involved in this interesting series? Yeah, yeah surely there are, there are very many opportunities that uh, we have. Uh, the, we are looking at uh, even our structure of uh, the seaman, the network. We have members already up to 150. One is that we want to have more members and uh, joining the network uh, so that they can uh, learn more about these uh, 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 these uh, concepts, terminologies, about the opportunities, the gaps that they are there, how research can inform uh, policy development. And then uh, uh, we also like to engage more with uh, even uh, our uh, political leaders and parliamentarians so that they can be able to uh, have a, a policy roundtable discussions to share these uh, issues so that uh, they can be able to uh, support uh, development of the evidence-based uh, policy and law. So there is uh, quite a lot of opportunities for everybody here in, the, uh, in Africa and even beyond to get involved in this process. Thank you. Many thanks, uh, Nicodemus, uh, for that uh, response. It seems to me that it's quite an interesting journey we are talking about here. And I want to say it's been most fascinating listening to you speakers, towing. I so much love your presentation and your responses to the questions, I believe, are quite insightful for people listening. And Nicodemus, for taking us through all what climate mobility insights are all about and about and climate uh, mobility network of Africa as, uh, as an entity in itself. So we, 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 we are hopeful that others will be interested in joining us in this journey. And I just want to thank you, share the website and details of the network with others listening. The network for those who want to uh, seek further information in relation to how we work is www.steammannetwork.com. There you find more information about what we do as a network and, and how to become members and how to support our activities. Having said that, I want to say thank you for this exercise and uh, we're looking forward to taking the conversation further. Thank you.